1: It's the final stretch of 2022, and HRN needs your help. Become an HRN member with a donation of any amount at heritageradionetwork.org donate.
2: this episode of Soul by chef todd richards um you know usually we have a really great fun loving show sometimes we'll get serious every now and then uh and this is one of those times that i think that we really need to get serious uh i think it was 2018 2019 that i went to haiti for the first time uh with uh chef stefan who uh, i was fortunate enough to um He asked me to come uh, on this trip. There was great chefs like Pierre and Tom there. And, you know, I really got a sense that I didn't know anything about Haiti when I got there. Uh, And sure as hell, didn't know enough when I left. I could have probably stayed a whole year there and and not uh, made my way throughout the entire island. Just understanding food and commerce and people in general. And now we're at a point where... We see Haiti in the news a great deal from this terrible uh, earthquake that happened there to the uprising uh, or the assassination of, of the, the leader of Haiti. And then recently in the story, we saw the uh, uh, Haitian migrants being turned away uh, from the U.S. border through Mexico in ways that from imagery, uh, it really was hearkening of looking at slavery uh, of the past. And uh, just this visceral feeling I know came across myself. And I can only imagine what Stefan was going through when he saw those images. Uh, we are going to talk about food, of course, and food you know naturally leads into culture. But I really want people to understand that the culture of Haiti um, is... More um, in the mainstream than we give it credit for. And so I'm going to be very proud of welcoming Chef Stefan to Soul by Todd Richards. My brother, what's happening? I've
3: been looking forward to this, man.
2: <laughs> I know, right? It's been a long time. I've been uh, looking forward to this. Uh, we were just in uh, where, Miami uh, not too long ago together, uh, New York most recently for the Creole Fest, which I think was one of the uh, greatest times I have. And I just want to give some 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 credence to you all during the Creole Festival. And not only I want to give you all credence, you all uh, erased a big stereotype for me right away that that was a vaccinated event. And most of the people there, (laughs) you know, that look like us, that sound like us, that talk like us, were vaccinated. So this uh, notion that, you know, that we are part of the non-vaccinated, like the governor of Texas said, or lieutenant governor said, that we are the cause of... Of of COVID being um, a surge, I, I would like to let him know that he can look at uh, my uh, IG, your IG, and dispel those rumors because that was a vaccinated group of people there celebrating, and it was my 50th birthday, which made it even better. But I, yeah. absolutely,
3: absolutely, <laughs> and I and I cannot tell you how much um, I was uh, not only uh, happy, not only to do to to, to co-produce this event. But to be able to celebrate your birthday with you, bro, that 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 was a that was a big plus for me. You know, I was hesitant to to go
2: travel out of the country, but it felt like I was out of the country with just all the dialects, um, all the uh, food that was there. You know, Chef Gabby was there. Um, I mean, there's just so many chefs. JJ was 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 there. Uh, There was just so many uh, culinary talents, uh, uh, so many so much culinary leadership. Industry leadership at that one setting. Why, why did you all decide to do the Creole Festival?
3: Well, the 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 very first thing is um, the more the more and more that we look at the culinary tapestry um, around us, we found we find that there are really no platforms or festivals geared. Um, to promote black and brown chefs. That's the very very first thing. Um, And it just happens that when people say Creole, um, they tend to put that word in a box, not understanding that Creole uh, takes its essence from Africa, specifically um, West Africa, through the Caribbean and Latin America So Creole means so much more than just a culture so much more than just a language it's more than that it's about food so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. what better way to 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 bring all these different ideas together um, into into a festival and really showcase, um, uh, the, the immense talent that we have in our black and brown community.
2: Can you give us a rundown uh, just briefly of the, the? I know there was uh, Trinidad was there, you know, DR, uh, PR, you know, all these places were there. Can you just give us a rundown of, of the uh, cultures that you all had at the festival?
3: Well, uh, if you're looking at just the one we did in New York just recently where you were there, we had everything from, West Africa, to Dominican Republic, to Puerto Rico, to, uh, Haiti, to, um, um, of course, uh, uh, African American cuisine. Um, so you, JJ, um, all of these people were there. Um, and, and, and that's what, that's what really is the tapestry of what Creole culture is. So Creole culture doesn't stick to one location or to one place. We have Brazil over there too. Mm -hmm, Most Uh, definitely. So all of these, all of these uh, uh, cuisines take their lead or take their essence from Africa with of course, the influence of Europeans um, who colonized Latin America and the Caribbean. And then of course the slave trade. So, bringing slaves from west africa and africa and africa all the way down to to the americas and america includes the united states obviously so that's and 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 you know again we 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 keep trying to fight for a seat at the table where um, we can create our own seat and that's what creole food festival is about is about creating our own seat. It's creating our own table. I agree with that so so
2: much. I mean, it was just a a, a wonder. You know, I've done um, you know millions of food festivals that, as you, but there was something different about this one in particular that I saw uh, a level of competition also. at at there amongst us, and it was great competition. Like, you look at Chef Gabby's uh, uh, fish dish that she did, where each piece of fish outdoors in a festival was seared crispy. I mean, you can, you know, the Christmas of the fish, you know, uh, uh, J.J.'s rice dish, you know, I mean, he has two great restaurants, you know, about rice, but he still didn't, you know, have a a weak game when he came up. Your dish you know i mean your dishes because you did multiple dishes um at that point in time um which were were were, were fantastic and the reception of of people you know understanding that i did a lamb dish uh, I did lamb ribs, you know, that were smoked and had a grill out there, and I wanted to represent a different part of African American cookery. That one that we, you know, we talk about in barbecue, but it was, you know, slightly different because the spices and the influences I had came from, you know, from Africa. In that tapestry that you talk about, though. And and the competition, I believe that we were all seeking each other's praises. How do we utilize something like that to to move forward? And I want to you know talk about that briefly before we really get into Haiti.
3: Um, I, I think I think I think one of the things that I think we don't do enough for each other is we're so busy sometimes trying to find our own way or trying to create our own shine. We don't realize that we can shine together and still be individual, individual greatness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's what Creo Creo Food Festival does for me, uh, in terms as a uh, not only as a co-producer but as a participant. So uh, it 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 shows it shows that my fellow chefs chefs that look like me that cook that may not cook similar similar the, the same similar food that I, that I do, but we can connect. We have a connection through this food. And we can we can celebrate each other. We can elevate each other. We can we can we can we can we can, we can enjoy each other's company without and and still yet find a a, a a place within all that all that chaos to shine by ourselves. And and, and and the one thing that i enjoyed most is that when you were not cooking you were cooking with me yes. when when <laughs> yes. and, and 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 to me you know uh, you know and i don't care how much uh how much uh praise and accolades that i've uh, 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 mastered master in the years having chef todd next to me and chef todd cooking with me um was a highlight for me I appreciate
2: that. I I truly, I truly uh, uh, appreciate that. I'm almost at loss of words. If you can imagine, if you can imagine that, Uh, you know. But the thing is, is that it's um, the food is 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 not mine um, to hold. You know, the food is is uh, is from a gift that was given to me, that the talent is something that was given to me, and it's n- not for me to selfishly keep for myself. If I have the 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 platform or, or the room um, to share my gift um, with someone else that I truly respect as well, then I would be doing um, our entire heritage a disservice and an injustice by not... Uh, Walking over there and asking my fellow culinarian, uh, can I assist you with something? I have a couple of hours, I have nothing to do. That is the root to me of of how we're going to become more successful. Let's talk about Haiti food and wine. I mean, because uh, and can you pronounce the the, the, the proper word uh, name? Well up? and, and, and in and cre-
3: and Creole in Creole, hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a mixture of of French and Creole together. So okay. it's it's goo. Which means uh uh flavor, uh, uh, which means taste, and then saveur, which means flavor. So it's goût is saveur la caille la caille, which means home. So it's taste and flavors of home. Wow,
2: that, I mean that is like so powerful of a of a of a name. Um, that just it's just amazing to me. And just you know going on that trip there. Uh, the first thing you told me is don't let anyone uh, take my bags from the help me to my car from the airport. <laughs> you know that was the the first thing you, you you said. And then the second thing you said was just make sure you come and have a, a great time. And
3: when did you leave Haiti? Well, I left Haiti. Uh, I have to say that through my throughout my throughout my uh, growing up, um, I lived between New York. And, and Haiti, but uh, I grew I, I, I did a major part of my life uh, growing up in Haiti and then I left when I was 17 um, mm-hmm. to move back to the states to 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 go to college um, and didn't come back to haiti 23 years later. okay so so me coming back to Haiti um, in 2009, which was a couple months before the the earthquake, um, I said to myself, if you're gonna go back to Haiti, um what is going to be your contribution? Mm. Uh, what is what is it that you're going to br- to 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 be able to uh bring as added value um to this country? And one of the things that happened to me is an epiphany. Um one, I, I had I had the pleasure of meeting um and working with Alex Askew, who was who is the uh uh, CEO of the Black Culinary Alliance mm-hmm. uh, while I was in New York, and him doing his his, uh, his annual food fest um, including um, uh, including uh, uh, the, the the association that was my first inspiration and Then when I got to Haiti, um, I walked into a supermarket and realized that we were consuming Eighty percent of foods that were not being produced in Haiti when, when, when back, um, go back a century, Haiti was the leading, not only the, the most agricultural uh, 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 nation in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, but it was the leading producer of a number of, of of products, which were no longer in existence. So we were exporting these products, we're importing these products instead of exporting them. And, and I said, and then the other epiphany that, that happened to me is that I walk into a culinary school, um, and I saw a bunch of kids all in whites with their hats on, so attentive to what the teacher was saying, but yet the conditions of that, of that laboratory was despicable. It was, it was hot. It was, everybody was sweating. Um, They were working with uh, subpar equipments. I'm talking about plastic cutting boards, stuff that you would use at home um, Mm. and and knives Mm -hmm. that you would buy at the at the street market, but not professional stuff. And I said. God gave me God gave me the the privilege and the opportunity to attend a school like Johnson and Wales, where everything was available the the top-of-the-line equipments. Teachers were attentive to every single need. And I said, I have to change that. I have to be the person that's going to start the engine to change this industry. And changing the industry only took a food festival to do so. Let's let's, let's just...
2: (laughs) Go back to something you said um, that eighty percent of the food in Haiti was being imported from outside of eighty uh, outside of Haiti, which means that from a economic standpoint, uh, in reverse, that's uh, almost one hundred and eighty or well, one hundred and sixty degrees reverse of what it used to uh, export itself. Uh, absolutely. Then we're talking about uh, poverty. I mean, you're talking about abject poverty uh, for people because their goods are no longer valued on the open market. Is that my understanding of, that, of what, that's, you, what you're that's saying? That's
3: absolutely what it is. That's absolutely what it is. So, for example, if you're not going to the street market to buy onions and, and peppers and bananas, stuff that is being grown in the mountains, Less than ten miles away, but instead you're walking into a supermarket, and all of these supermarkets, instead of uh, uh, promoting and 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 giving value to products that are being grown in Haiti, are get are they're buying from somewhere else. Mm. Those same very same products, and and one of the things that I said when I when I started this festival is that we were going to change. Um, And when you walk into any restaurants, any restaurants in Haiti in the Petronville area where you were, all of these restaurants were, were working and selling imported products as well. And I said to myself, we also have to change that. We also have to show people and restaurateurs that products being from Haiti is equal, if not better, than what's being bought from the outside. It's, more, it's fresher. It's organic. There's no pesticides being used to, to, to grow these products. Why is it that you're not giving value to these things? And I said, one of the things that we're going to do with this festival is not only to force every single restaurant that is participating to use only local ingredients in their showcase, only local ingredients, Mm-hmm. But we also had a deal with the supermarkets. and we said during the whole week of the festival, you're going to have a section in that supermarket that is giving value to local products. and you're going buy- you're going to buy from these local producers and you're going to showcase those products at your supermarket.
2: I just want to make sure that I, I, I and the listeners completely understand what you're saying. That Prior to the festival, that, that maybe 90 plus percent of the goods sold in these local supermarkets were uh, imported. And yet the items that were grown maybe, you know, 10 miles, as you said, away from the supermarkets were actually just shunned away or kept as, I mean, was there any local use? Uh, for these products, did they just all make it to feed somewhere? I mean, no, it it, me. it's just it's
3: just like it's just like you know it's just like you're considering products to be subpar because you think that uh, the international products coming from somewhere else have bigger value, um, and it doesn't mean that the the community w- weren't buying from these local producers or these mm-hmm. local resellers th- that are in, on the streets. But this but when you walk into a supermarket when you're buying 10, 20 things, you you also want to buy what is, you know, everything here is convenient. It's right in front of you. I might as well buy this too. So you're you're undervaluing things that are that are of high value, but it seems like uh, us as a community as well weren't making those demands. Right. So so I had, to, I had to force the hands of everybody. And, it, and it's the same thing for, for our cuisine, um, our, our local cuisine. Most restaurants are selling cuisines from somewhere else, uh, whether it's Italian cuisine or Japanese cuisine or whatever cuisine they were selling. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what happened to Haiti's cuisine? What happened to, uh, what happened to giving values to that cuisine? So you have 90% of restaurants that are not selling Haiti, that are not selling anything from Haiti of value. And, and e-
2: even I, in the tourism sections, uh, tourism sections of Haiti. Even uh, then,
3: even then. And that's okay. what bothered me. That's okay. the, and that's what bothered me. And I said, e- even at the school, even at the culinary school, these kids were being taught old recipes from France. Um But yet you gave no value to the cuisine of your own country. And to me, that was preposterous.
2: I understand your sentiment uh, in that. And uh, it is preposterous. I mean, are we talking about, you know, it's really a conversation that I know you and I have had uh, before over over some good Haitian rum that you uh, you will pull out whenever I come come in town. Uh, <laughs> but you know, is this a product? I mean, of course, we say this is a product of racism, but I wonder: is it also a a, a bigger product of colorism, um, where we uh, have started to devalue our own uh, foods based off of? other
3: people's opinion of ourselves. But that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens, is that we think everybody else's is better because we don't think ours has any 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 standing value. So, Gouet Saveur changed all that. Mm-hmm. Gouet Saveur forced every single restaurant, not only to use local products, but to also insert a Haiti... Uh, flavor and 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 some somehow fusion Haiti's cuisine with with whatever you were selling to, to, to the general public and it created a movement mm. but but not only that the biggest part of this movement is that I was inviting 10, 15 chefs that would that some of them were from Haiti but had never never went back to the country. And the other chefs were from everywhere around the world, especially uh, black and brown chefs from the Caribbean and the United States. And when these chefs came to Haiti, and and they were in awe of the local produce, the local products, the the local this, the local that, I would take them. I, when I I would take them to a a a a Haitian little spot, or or the street vendor, right. and and they created the value, um, and changed people's perspective in Haiti. You guys actually forced people to change their perspective in Mm. the country.
2: I mean, I I remember, you know, we went up to the, uh, I think it was the kickoff party, and uh, maybe it was the it, you are a prime minister. Is that cor- correct? Uh, or is it a president of the, of the country? Um, there was an official, <laughs> you know, uh, there was an official there. Um, and, um, you know, he was thanking all you, you know, you all right. for that, you that, that was.
3: He's, uh, he's, uh, he was, uh, one of the senators. Of okay. The senators.
2: Right. And, you know, he was thanking everyone, um, but you know, in his thanking everyone, and I watched this gentleman from the time that he was there, he didn't really even go and you know bother to taste any of the food. He didn't go over there to eat. And I, you know, was really perplexed by that because I'm like, okay, you can thank us for coming, but how do you know what you're thanking us for? And it's not that that I don't think that he had, you know, of course he's busy, didn't have the opportunity, he was probably there only 20 minutes. I just, you know, wondered, did he even have the opportunity to understand the full impact of what this festival was not only doing for, for, you know, Haiti, but what it was doing for the relationships or the relations between Haiti and all the other countries that us as chefs represented by coming to that festival?
3: Uh, and and I, and I think maybe it didn't dawn on him the first year, Right. Okay. But 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 I think it dawned on everybody um, the years after because Mm -hmm. because what I what I create, what we created was a group of ambassadors, Mm. was a group of people who said, you guys are talking about Haiti a certain way. That's not what we saw. That's not what we experienced. That's not the way the way these people are in Haiti. And, and, and that creates a ripple effect. That creates a conversation that maybe people were not having. It's like, oh, he's a, he's a black guy, so automatically he's a thug. Oh, it
2: doesn't work that way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I, I would say even in that language of, of saying someone's a thug, you know, when you watch items on such as YouTube and you see these gentlemen maybe on the West Coast making tacos in their front yard uh, and next thing you know, they're opening a taco truck and they might be in between, you know, one neighborhood. It could be Crips or Bluss. It doesn't really matter to me in, in that sense, but they are really representing the culture and understanding they're speaking through to people through their food. I think the, the, the outcome that I left there with was one, there was a young lady who was making rice and peas, um, um which are probably closest to red beans and rice, which we're going to talk about in the next segment of the show. Uh, but there was just a, a understood food language that we all spoke different dialects, but we all knew what each other meant by the way the food tastes.
3: Absolutely, and and to me, and to me, uh, uh, you know, um, one of the things that we also created is uh, an extended family.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent.
3: That right. that extended family has so much value not only to me but to my partners who are, who are in Haiti to the people who who ex- who had who had the chance to experience all of these chefs and connect with all of these chefs not just tasted your food but spoke to you not just not just spoke to you but got to know you and 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 we went beyond just the facade of of putting a tag on people Mm. Um, and, 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 and to me, when you make the effort to understand, to get to know, to, to, to even become friends with someone, um, all of these prejudices, they're at the door, they're, they're gone.
2: You know, we just had that strong image of prejudice, um, you know, just this past week with uh, uh, the quote-unquote roundup of of Haitian uh, migrants. Uh, And it really, to me, set our country back 100 years uh, and set relations with Haiti back, I think, thousands of years. I don't know if if we're going to necessarily recover from that quickly. But in the next um, segment of the show. I want to talk about the Haitian cuisine, um, that imagery that you have, uh, that we've all seen, and uh, the earthquake. And then, what's next to help improve the relationships uh, between us as Americans and our our brothers and sisters in Haiti? You're listening to Soul by Chef Todd Richards.
1: It's the final stretch of 2022, and HRN needs your help. Our goal for the Winter Membership Drive is to raise $30,000. Become an HRN member with a donation of any amount at heritageradionetwork.org donate. Through creative educational reporting, storytelling, and live events, HRN delivers thought-provoking exchanges about the real issues affecting our global food system. Your donation also supports our internship program an essential part of hrn's work that educates the next generation of journalists donate at the 90 dollars level before december 31st and you'll receive a limited release hrn t-shirt designed exclusively for hrn members by artist chema scandal when you become an hrn member at any level you'll be the first to know about special events and get news updates created only for Food Radio insiders. Help us meet our end-of-year fundraising goal with your tax-deductible donation. Go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate and become a member today.
2: Welcome back to Soul by Chef Todd Richards. I have my great uh, culinary brother, friend, uh, confidant, uh, Chef Stefan, uh, f- who uh, is Haitian by... Uh, Birth, um, worldly by nature. And in our first summit, we were talking about uh, uh, Haitian food and wine, the Creole festival that he helped uh, produce, um, which really united a culinary uh, revolution of black and brown throughout the world. And we were talking about the imagery that we saw where uh, U.S. Marshals and other Immigration immigration enforcement were rounding up, quote unquote, uh, on horseback with uh, ropes and whips, uh, Haitian uh, immigrants trying to make it here to the United States. And I just want to know, uh, Stefan, what did that imagery uh, say to you? And I think it's really important to get people to understand the seriousness about what we're talking about because you know, through your festivals, you've broken a lot of uh, culinary and and third world country stereotypes. And it seems to me, for me, that imagery took us back. But I want to know what was your opinion of
3: the imagery? You're, you're going to be very surprised about these times. The first thing is that I'm so used to seeing the the natural hatred of people, not only in the United States, but but other places in, in, in Europe of Haitians in general, not only because of history, but just because of the natural hatred that uh, 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 white people have for black people. Uh, it didn't surprise me. However, what sh- what what that imagery hit me with is, is a feeling that, slavery was not gone Mm -hmm. I saw a white man on a horse going after a black man on foot with a whip and all I could think about is uh, 200 years ago 300 years ago, 400 years ago I said, this cannot be this cannot be
2: or or what happened the day before you know that picture was was
3: That that cannot be that cannot be where we still are in 2021. It cannot be that. And, 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 and all I could think about is this is the result of our, our past president. This is the result of us continuing to foster this attitude of superiority um, between whites and Blacks. This is that result. But here's the result that, here's the positive result that I saw. Everything that has happened in the past couple of years with with us as Black and brown people rising against oppression, us Black and brown people rising against uh, police brutality, Black and brown people rising against... um, what I what I saw is that not only Haitians were standing up and say, "Yo, this is not acceptable," but then you had other blacks saying, "Biden, you need to you need to put your money where your mouth is." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you absolutely. P- you need to put your money where your mouth is. Stop saying one thing and doing another. Um, and and. And and within days, I can tell you that a lot has changed. Uh, there are no Haitians under 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 that under that under that uh, uh,
2: uh, bridge or uh, under that bridge
3: anymore. They've they've brought them into a, a a detention center, and 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 still, the 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 treatment is still inhumane. You have people who were who had spent months traveling from one continent to another, a continent, not a right. country, continent. They went from Chile and Brazil to Mexico to Texas. That's a fucking continent. <laughs> that is. You're talking about people who spent months with w- taking the risk of, of not making it. Life, men, and, and, and all, all the above. Why would somebody go through all of this just to come here and be treated that way? And, and, and not given the opportunity to take a bath. Not given the opportunity. This is dignity. This is stuff that has to do with dignity. Not given the opportunity to brush your teeth. Not given the opportunity to get a proper meal, a hot meal. Um, even if you're going to send these people back to Haiti... At least treat them with a level of of dignity and respect. There was a
2: report that stated that um, that they took all their belongings, uh, put them in a basically a big pen when they got to to Port-au-Prince. They basically threw the pen on the ground and let that well, no one's they name did. on it and let them sort it out for them for themselves. And to the point um, that a lot of those people who you know who went back or were deported back haven't been to Haiti in, in, years. in um, years. In years. And years. So you- <laughs> Let me let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this question about dignity, Um, and and it's really something that I I, I believe you're going to be touching on. But I want to kind of uh, give it some some background for for our listeners here, is that, you know, we. In a previous segment, you were talking about our food, uh, Haitian food, and how to set it up. You know how you forced uh, restaurants, hotels, and supermarkets to, to carry Haitian food, or Haitian food stuff, or even cook Haitian cuisine as part of their uh, menu. Did that raise
3: the level of dignity in Haitian culture? I think Haitian it did. Culture? I think it did because it created it created value, right? So more and more people started to because here 's what happened when when you have a bunch of international chefs who come from somewhere else who come to your country and is giving more value to the stuff in your country than you are, that raises an eyebrows mm-hmm. and that forces mm-hmm. you to question your 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 own uh, uh, insecurities or your own uh, uh, the way you see things it forces mm-hmm. you to, to to look at yourself in the mirror and and question why am i doing what i'm doing and 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 that's what happened so when you when 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 these people when all of these uh, you know uh uh when i say uh, um, uh, 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 the Haitians. the best and the brightest <laughs> the, yeah exactly <laughs> the best of the brightest people who have money people mm. who have a certain status saw Not only Haitian chefs from from the states, but you, but other chefs who are non-Haitian, who are taking Haitian products and transforming it into something extraordinary. Guess what happens? Now everybody, (laughs) guess what happens? You 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 you're changing, you're changing people's perspective, and you're changing their gear. And all of a sudden, now more people want to buy local. More people want to buy organic more people want to go out on the on the at the street vendor and say i i, I want to get some of, some of that stuff because those chefs showed me the value of it
2: i mean i know you know we were uh in miami at the uh cultural center and um what is the director's name? Uh, I forgive, forgive me. I, I don't recall uh, her name. I,
3: I, I forgot. I forgot so, yeah, as well.
2: But but she said to me, uh, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Chicago." So you're Haitian too, you know. So it was really, you know, this kind of symbiotic relationship that I believe that we already have with Haiti, but we don't know it. We don't know no. enough about it, you know, to give it the credence to. But one thing that you know that you always tell me and talk about is, and I really wish that the 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 the. Uh, they didn't go to Texas, that they got to go to Louisiana, mostly to New Orleans, is that there's this Cross uh, uh, cultural reference between Haiti and and New Orleans, and I don't think that anyone understands the story of, of red beans and rice uh, the way you tell it. So if you can, you know, give <laughs> us, listeners some some great vibrant understanding of red beans and rice, because my dad, you know, I still to me, uh, you know, God rest his soul, made the best damn red beans and rice I, I ever had. Up until the time I went to Haiti and and the lady was back there in a till skillet. And a till skillet to give people a, a understanding of the size, this is like a fifty gallon uh capacity till skillet in which she was making the biggest damn pot of uh of red beans and rice I've ever seen in my life. And and I sat <laughs> there and, and when she got tired and she looked at me, I took the um, that big, you know, heavy spatula and started stirring the beans forward. I had so much respect for what she was doing. But please tell our, our listeners the, the, the understanding of, of red beans and rice between Haiti and New Orleans.
3: And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to say very quickly uh, before I do, um, the reason why she told you that uh, you're Haitian, you're from Chicago, so you're Haitian, is because... Of the relationship and the influence that Haiti has had on Chicago, the founder of Chicago um, is is from Haiti. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the um,
2: Sabo Museum, uh, the Sabo High School. The architect
3: architect of Chicago, of the city of Chicago is from Haiti. And I think, and one of the things that that I think uh, uh, bothers me at at a certain level is that I don't think um, black and brown people from the United States uh, understand that relationship as of yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if they did... They would be even more defensive and supportive of of haitians um, in their community and also of Haitians going through what they're going through at the border um, and It's the same thing with louisiana and and, and 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 just to tell you a very short story, Haiti was an intricate contributor to the Battle of Savannah. The Battle of Savannah, which was an important battle for the independence of the United States. Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is a statue, a huge statue in the middle of Savannah, dedicated to the troop that came the the, the, the the troop that came from Haiti to fight alongside uh Americans for 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 their independence. And and funny story is that the little drummer boy. The little drummer boy in that troop became the first monarch of Haiti. Wow. It was King Christophe, who wow. created the, the citadel in Cape Haitian. Mm. Um, also understand that Louisiana today wouldn't have never belonged to the United States, whereas the uprising of the slaves in Haiti never happened. When 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 the slaves decided to uprise and to fight, the at the time, the the biggest uh, empire in the world, which was France, um, France had to give up um, all of Louisiana, and, and and Louisiana wasn't just wasn't is not just the little square that we have that's called Correct. Louisiana now. Correct. It's Louisiana. The Louisiana Purchase was huge it went all the way up to to, to Texas Texas and Georgia you know and, and Georgia then, yeah correct so so Haitians were the reason why they were the, the Americans were able to, to to get that land back because France's money and power was depleting because of a, a group of little slaves. In a little island called Haiti,
2: <laughs> you know, you, you know, um, you know. They say, uh, "How do you start a fire?" Or as um, uh, Bruce Springsteen would say, "You can't start a fire without a spark." It only takes a little spark, you know, to have a a, a true uprising. But there's something in the food,
3: uh, and, and, and and you know the funny thing about rice and beans, mm-hmm. uh, 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 or that's the way it started. The name started as rice and uh, uh, red beans and rice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a, a very famous jazz musician um, from New Orleans uh spent a lot of time in Haiti mm-hmm. And the way they make red beans and rice in New Orleans is is the way they used to make it in Haiti first.
2: OK, so, so so let's explore that just, you know, just uh, quickly, because we only have about five minutes left sure. um, for the episode. But but culinarily speaking, you are tying Haiti to New Orleans through the food. You're tying uh, a culture through the food. And we see also on the other side of it, the disrespect that both of these places get, especially after natural disaster, it seems like very little any Christ. attention is paid to both of these um, these countries. You now I say New Orleans, you know, it has its own culture, own dialect. To me, it's its own country in the sense absolutely. of Louisiana. Abs- you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, then what are we saying that we have to do or tell more stories about the food? Because regardless of how they disrespect the people. It seems like they are now starting to understand the food has more of significance than ever before. And hopefully that goes back and ties it back to the people. That's my
3: hope. But I wanted to see
2: your, your, your take Uh, on
3: it. Absolutely. Because, because if we can, if we can take food and give it that value that, that we are doing it through chefs, um, we then start to tell the story of the people that we di- that we disvalue, and we say those two things are connected. Hmm. Food and people and culture is connected. All three of those wow. things are connected. Thus, you cannot disconnect the three of them together and think you can separate them into each one into their own box. They work together. So if we if we value if we give value to food and we show that food can be the 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 the, the catalyst to so many things, then then automatically you have to um, give give value to 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 the other part of the equation, which is people and culture.
2: You know we see it uh, so often in other. Um you know, nationalities. Uh, we're seeing, you know, how Korean food, like I always say, has, you know, garnered Michelin star ratings now. Uh, you know, Japanese food, where sushi was just for the elite or for those in the know, is now commonplace every, every, everywhere. You know, what do we need to do uh, to take this food to everywhere? A, and B, make sure that we're paying homage to it. I'm not saying that the recipes have to be the exact No, replica. they don't. They don't, you know, but they should be, you know, understood the origin. You can have a taco does not mean there has to be the original taco from a certain Pueblo in Mexico. But you can understand that the taco is part of a heritage, uh, you know, what food, what significant food or what or one recipe you would say that we need to start with in order to have this discussion of where Haitian food is?
3: I love I love that you asked that question because I'm going to come back to red beans and rice because right. red beans and rice ties up not only Haiti to Louisiana to, to New Orleans, but it also ties up a bunch of other Creole cultures in the Caribbean because every Creole Caribbean culture has a red beans and rice.
2: Including Afro you know you know and Afro Latina, you know Absolutely from, you know, black beans and rice to all those things like that. Stefan, you know for me, man, this is I mean, we could probably spend, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, an entire day. Uh, uh, and, and if anyone doesn't know that I'm writing a, a new cookbook, and, and Chef Stefan is one of the contributors uh, to the cookbook, and we're discussing a lot of these same topics here. But was, I wanted to really get him on the show so you all first aim. If you don't know who he is, which I you should know who he is, you understand the perspective that he comes from. And then being that we can lend more voices to the common cause of bringing people together through, through food. Stefan, where can they find you on, uh, on social media? Uh,
3: very easy to find me. Uh, Haitian Chef is my tag name on IG. Uh, Chef Stefan uh, on Facebook. Um, um, easy to connect with me through my website uh, chefstefan.net um, Again, you know, uh, my, my privilege is, is not only to have met you when we did but to have to 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 have the privilege to call you my friend and my brother and and to me that's that's my greatest gift um and if if and and you gave me a, a huge gift by by asking me um to contribute to your second book um um you you have no idea uh, uh how how huge that gift is for me
2: you know, it's um, it's a gift that I I don't take lightly. I respect all the contributors, but for you, my friend, um, when the first book came out, Soul by Chef Todd Richards first came out, uh, we launched it at Billy Reed in New York. The first person to walk through the door uh, for that book signing was you, and I truly um, am. Uh, thankful for that. I'm thankful for your time. I know your schedule is busy as mine and of course I'll I'll catch you on the flip side either in Miami where you are in Atlanta or we always meet up in New York. Well,
3: well, I'll tell you what uh, Creole Food Festival um, uh, because of what we did in New York and also because of your own suggestion um, is on the calendar to be brought to Atlanta. That's it. That's all I need to know. <laughs> ATL, ATL will not will not be the same.
2: Uh, uh, I'm letting everyone know now, uh, go on a sabbatical first, cleanse your, your, your soul, um, and, and just let all of the warmth and love of these international chefs come in. And, and believe me, um, the rum program—I mean—was was was dead on. But the food and the people, and the vaccinated people, were unbelievable. Chef Stefan, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. You're listening to Soul by Chef Todd Richards.